that. And I was to wake up really motivated. Like sometimes I just, I wish there was no sleep. I just want to keep doing this. And the thing wow. is I had to do this while my parents are sleeping because if my father like wake up and see me like I'm still on the computer, I would get my ass whooped. <laughs> 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 because I was like, yeah, electricity, how could you like waste all this energy? You're playing, that's all the time. It was like kind of really weird. I wasn't allowed to get money. I, I didn't have my uh, national ID card. So I had no bank account. I, I was just a child, so I'm not even allowed to work. I had to study. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello, 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 everyone. I'm Maria JD. I'm your host here at Art Heroes Podcast. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. If it's the first time, guys, for you to listen to the show, I'm just reminding that it's a show made for digital artists, helping you to grow and to train your artistic muscle, talking about opportunities in the field of digital art. And today we have quite an interesting episode where it's really all about growing no matter what. We're going to be talking with Salim Al-Jabli, who's a Moroccan self-taught artist, and he has an epic story. For him, nothing came easy, and he went way above and beyond. So please welcome Salim. I'm sure you're going to absolutely love that. All right. Hello, Salim. Uh, very much thank you for coming on the show, guys. This is Salim Al-Jabli, and we're now live on air. Hi, Salim. Hi, thanks for inviting me and uh, I'm kind of really happy like to be here. Sure, thanks. <laughs> like, the pleasure is all mine, definitely. And uh, we've got a lot planned. Um, we were just chatting before this and I made yeah. uh, two huge mistakes of not turning on the recording twice because there was a lot of interesting material, but we were just talking and I was just like, never thought that we're going to cover so much ground before. Well, anyways, we're going to do it again now. Salim. Yes. <laughs> and uh, let's just start uh, with uh, your story. Uh, how okay. did you get started as a freelance uh, digital artist? Uh, like, how did you just get into it? Okay. Well, first, it was kind of a hobby. Like, I was doing like modes for for games, it was kind of like, you know, hacking the game and trying to introduce new, probably like new vehicles to the game. That so how old were you? I was around like 14, I guess. So what yeah, do you 14. mean like hacking the game? <laughs> well, it's not like hacking, like to sell something or something. It's, it was like getting the tool that's tools that are similar to the one used by the developers to make a vehicle go in game. So because did you, did you like open the file or what did you do? Uh, the thing is, there was like a lot of forums where a lot of like developers uh, used to post like similar tools and they give you like these tools for free. So you can use them and introduce new things to the game and make the game a little bit more enjoyable at some, at some point. Like when you finish the game, you have no interest in playing the game again. But if you get like this kind of tool and you really 
and you really enjoy it, you can introduce a lot of new things and you see like things that you make outside like the game, make them like inside the game. For example, like I was like playing in Need for Speed and I was like, man, all these plates, they look are from foreign. Like what if I have like a Moroccan plate in the game? And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Let's just make one. And I made like a, a, a texture, it was like an MS Paint, like Microsoft Paint uh, software. And I made like, it was like all like, it, it was crappy. Like it was, but it was there. It was something different from my own world, like projected into the virtual world, like in the computer. It was Amazing. really funny. I invited, invited all my friends from the neighborhood and everyone like was like, come, come, I'm going to show you like something really cool. You see like this game was like, yeah, we've played this game. No, no, no. Come, I'm going to show you something really different. And I showed them like the, the vehicle with the license plate, like a Moroccan one. It was like my father's car license plate. It was like, dude, how did you get that? Like, ah, it's a secret. I cannot tell you guys. <laughs> and then I started doing this and doing this. And at some point I was like, start making like wheels for the car. Like there was like the, the stock wheels. I make like different wheels and introduce them into the game. And I, then I invited my friends, like, do you have this kind of wheels in your, in your game? It's like, no, you, you, you gotta tell me like this, like you have to unlock something. I was like, no, it, it's kind of different. <laughs> then, Jesus Christ. And it started so getting like this. It was like, just, you know, like having friends, like having fun and you know like introduce something from my own world into something like that was like for us like in morocco that's that's kind of like the future for like probably like so many years like until now there is no like gaming company or yeah nothing almost like nothing there was like this kind of like ubisoft i was like just small time somewhere. Yeah. amazing so yeah. um your first software for graphic design was microsoft paint obviously uh, Yep, that was like the first thing. Like I used to spend a lot of time in Microsoft Paint and PowerPoint. Not sure, like it. Oh my it God, was, this is so amazing. <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of crazy, but the thing is, I used to have all these clip arts. They were like named clip arts or whatever, like just a small icon with like a, a duck or mm -hmm. whatever, like arrows and stuff like this. I used to collect all this, like in print screen, and try to to compose the images and try to make something like it was it was like primitive life of digital art crazy <laughs> <laughs> well i mean now yeah. looking at what you do with uh, digital humans it's pretty amazing that, to see the transition yeah. from microsoft paint to that <laughs> yeah well it, that's that's probably like the how life goes you know like yeah you're a small kid you can't move then you start walking then you start running then you start jumping then cars and you know like yeah you're always like getting to the next level definitely so um did you have uh, uh did you have the period of uh transition and what was it like what was the whole learning curve for you after um i guess school to uh, getting your first job in the industry uh, it was kind of weird for me, like I was in first year in high school when I started like getting offers to work. And I was like in the first year in high school, I was like, eh, I'm still not, I'm not even ready to, to talk in English. Like my reading for English, I was like, oh, I can't even read English. And I used to use like, the, there was like this soft, it was called Power Translator. I'm not sure like if you remember this one. 
probably not this one, but I can imagine what's that about. I had, there was no Google. There was no. I used to use like Alta Vista or like Astal Vista. Or, I don't. I don't remember like the name. But that was like the searching, right? Like the searching engine back then. So. And I was like, my second language was like French, and that's that was like probably like my second language. Well, but I used to, to talk with it like as if it was like my first language. And what I used to do is take a lot of like PDF and translate them, learn like the small thing like the help of any software and translate it from English to French, and I start learning, and then I start making sense. That this word mean this in French. This word mean this in French, and then stuff. This is now like this is like the beginning. Like this is how I start like getting my dictionary to grow. So this is crazy. Basically, you did have to learn the software skills, but at the same time, you had to learn soft skill, which is language skills. No. Yeah. Well, because that's the main yeah. language. Well, I've started to learn like the language and then the software, like. If I make sense like of the the word, then I know like what it's gonna do, and then I start practicing with it and experiment with it. That was like the beginning of the beginning. Like that's how I start really start like making sense of it. And so basically, for you, the first job offers that you're talking about, they were like right away online. How did people find you? Uh, the thing is, back then there was like forums where you used to post your work. Uh, for now, like there was like this kind of like polycount and stuff like this, but back then there was like really huge community out there. Like people are there posting tutorials, progress of their work. Everyone is helping everyone. Everyone is like giving feedback. Like the first thing you post, the only thing you're looking for is feedback from everyone. So that's how how everyone like used to grow in those kind of forums. It's not like nowadays, like Facebook, you post and you're just looking for likes. Nobody likes your work. Like when you start, it's kind of, how, how could anyone like, like someone's like just starting, like he doesn't even make sense for himself. I absolutely love that. To, to, well, the thing is like, we're living in a like, really strange world right now. Like people are seeking for others' opinion and approval while themselves, they don't approve what they're doing. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is, it, is, it is also like crazy. And when you, and the notion when you give feedback, it feels like an attack to everyone. While that's how you're going to grow, that's how you're going to improve yourself, and that's how you're going to understand what you're doing to the level that you will be able to approve what you're doing without the help of others and become really mature in what you're doing that you understand this is what makes this one a good art or this is what makes this one uh, a working like like working asset for a game or working asset for cinematic or this is what what makes this work a quality work wow so how did you get your feedback when you know back in the day i've saw like posting in forums that was there was the these two forums it was like cg cars and they were like sm cars that was really known back then there was like probably like the main forums for everyone who does vehicles or how to face modern in general and there was like really huge community there and they were really skillful artists like i've seen like like if i look back to that time and I, I was like the amount of skillful like people back there are like 
that was like for me like it was like the peak the peak of like that was like probably the highest level that you can get in hard surface modeling like what i see now with all the advanced modeling tools and stuff they used to do that way back to like 2006 2007 2008 it was really skilled and there were like the tools back then they were like really like it was like hard labor work it wasn't like really what's now like we have nerves we have a lot of this thing but they were like people really dedicated they really loved what they're doing you you can expect people to do like probably three projects in a month and finish every one of them but why do you think this has changed they didn't change they have like really high position now <laughs> that's uh, okay so you're saying yeah. that there's just like different but, people and people that are yeah. like working nowadays they just have different level yeah but the difference what what really changed is that from that point to this point the transition it was kind of like dark in in a way like where people used to to use the community to improve themselves to push the whole community forward but now that nowadays everyone is seeking for like its own i don't know how to say that but like approve like if everyone approves what he does or like she does that's enough if they likes his work if they share it that means that he is a really successful artist and if you look at their work you know that there is really huge room of improvement and the thing is it becomes really a routine thing to to give a feedback on something that everyone is liking like okay yeah like, i hear what you're saying even like if you express like your uh, your liking to the the subject like probably a project or something like yeah this is a really good project but it could be pushed here like just this notion that you say that it could be pushed here people will start to see us like yeah this was never satisfied yeah this guy is never happy yeah he thinks that he's above us all of us he thinks that he knows better and stuff like this because people start to get like full of themselves just from how people like so what they do. so do you think you've got the online reputation of the grumpy kid uh i guess i guess in a way yeah and that uh, and the thing is people who get like closer to me they know that i'm really the opposite of that because they know that I, i'm always like pushing for for excellence and i don't really it's not that i even like when i give feedback it has never been to say that i'm better than you or i understand better than you but it's just this is a suggestion for you so you can if if you understand this i'm probably sure that you can get to a better place than when you are right now i love that salim so now that we're talking about feedback uh like maybe you can give or summarize it somehow um in maybe like two three points how do you deal with negative feedback so imagine you are an artist and you just got a bunch of negative feedback from your client or your boss or your colleague. So how do you deal with this? Like step one, step two, step three. Well, the thing is, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like I've never, I somehow never dealt with this. Like this, 
like negative feedback, but that I had to do this because I always like, this is like the critique version of me. Like I always like most of the time try to critique myself before like anyone like does it. Now, I put all the effort and energy to provide like probably like, the best visual version before before the client say, oh, okay, I didn't like this. Could you change it? So I try to represent like something that is kind of like Polish and like it represents like the time frame that I've been working on. So when I get the feedback, it's easy for me to spot the kind of feedback. So okay. it's easy for me like to even like feel the energy from the other side. If it's a bad energy, if it's a feedback for us to improve, or is it just to, to talk? Because I've, I've dealt at some point with some really weird feedback where people like give me feedback on something they didn't even study. It was like just to I talk. think all so the so artists yeah. have to do that because uh, in most case, cases, clients don't study this. They don't but know as much like, as you know. Well, the thing working as a freelance artist, it, you don't really work directly with the client. You're, you're working with someone who works for the client. So for example, if I'm a freelance, I freelance for a company that's gonna produce, a, for example, a trailer video or something for a client. But for me, they are my clients, but the whole project, it's, it's something for another client. So even if you approve it, if the other client doesn't approve it, I have to redo the job. Like even if I don't like your approval. Okay. You get, you get yeah, the, yeah, the, definitely, the 100%, yeah. But still, technically, so, they're your client. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. So when I present something, I know like exactly if this is just for for just saying that yeah you can do this or because I did to work with some I did work at some point with some lead lead artist which I don't know like they've been there for so long that they've been promoted as a lead artist or something. And they try to always like put their fingers in what others do, like if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Okay. This is the rule. Like if it's working, it's aesthetically looking good. You can't, you can't pinpoint what's the problem. Just don't do the talking. At least you have something that is really, okay. For example, if you tell me like, if I send you, for example, a face and you say, ah, this looks really weird. I may, I may feel it. I was like, okay, weird. I will revisit it and revisit it. Maybe like show it to a lot of people that has nothing to do with the, the field and get their feedback and the feedback of my friend and things like this. So I can pinpoint what's really weird about it. But if you're just saying, oh, okay, I don't like, like his skin is dark. I like more of a white skin or something like that. Something really weird like this. That makes no sense. Like, the initial concept was like dark skin. Okay, I'll do it this way. Okay. If you're like, ah, oh, no, make it bright. And then I send it to you and the client says, oh, okay, there is changes. It, you get in this kind of circles, it's kind of weird. But the best thing to deal with thing, like this, like this kind of negativity is to always welcome it. I love that. <laughs> For me, like most of my clients know that I am re a very understandable person. Like if they tell me like, we got to change this, I will change it. I give them like also like why, why I did this, this thing and what I think about it. 
Okay, so be reasonable, be reasonable and explain uh, your standpoint. Yeah, because sometimes your client might not see what you see. Okay. And sometimes they may see also things that you can't see. So if they try to sell an, a feeling or an idea and they give you something that doesn't really show that, even if you make it like at the best level, it's still not showing that feeling. And once they communicate what they're really trying to sell, it makes things really easy for you to implement like the tools you have to show these kind of features to sell that project. But when the client just sends you like a small brief saying, yeah, we need this guy. And then there's no, this is the villain guy. And you make him a really handsome guy. Like, how could that like be a villain? when like, he has like really kind person features. And then you say, okay, he's not selling us a bad guy. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. Like the whole brief was, was kind of wrong. And has to so, be direct. So basically after you welcome the feedback, after you make the changes uh, and you communicate this to client, uh, would you be like, would you be okay to like changing it again and like talking about it more? Of course, for me, like that's how I work. Like okay. uh, I always like make sure that the experience I have like with my clients is that we are almost like level and he can like feel free to give me any feedback they have, like anything, like even it can be like small thought, like on what I'm working and I do like the same. It's kind of a, an exchange on the same level. Like they, they tell me what they think, how we can improve this. I always try to engage my clients yeah. in what I do. Unless they know like they have like something really specific and they say, okay, do this, you, you make the benchmark and you know, this is what we want and you're free to just hit this kind of benchmark and that's it. But this is different, you know, when we're talking about feedback from a client, it's typically practical or at least it goes towards the purpose. What happens with the online negative feedback? I'm sure that you post stuff on Facebook and on other forums and whatnot. Then what happens if you have like a couple of people that are just, you know, rambling around? Well, the thing is, uh, I had to deal with this like at, at very young age. Like, when you really strive to be like the best in what you do, it is always people who's gonna hate on you. Like, this is this is you can't run away from this. Like, when you always like trying to push everyone, everyone's gonna hate on you because not everyone wants to get to that level. But you're always like always like very exigent. Like, there is a certain demand what you do. Like. You cannot settle for what everyone and people think that it's it's something that you you try to make yourself higher than them, but it's something really personal. It has nothing to do with the other people. Like this is how I am. Like if I do this like something really good today, I really strive to make it better tomorrow. It has nothing to do with you or your success or whatever like other person. It's something really personal to me. I love that. Which yeah. Thank you and for saying that. Growing, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And when you start growing, there are people who will start with this in the same level as you, but then you start growing and outgrowing them really fast. And they didn't, they don't know what you, why you're doing this. Like they feel like you're trying to like, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Like, I don't like sound like someone like who. Yeah. Very the cool. more you try to, to explain these things, the more uh, arrogant you might sound or something, but it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's, 
it's self-improvement and people like tend to compare to themselves to others that's yeah. the only thing i don't like to do to myself i never compare myself to anyone and i get like kind of offended when someone tries to compare me to another person it's not that the other person isn't good enough or whatever it's just that we are really different like yeah how I'm made, it's completely different to how the other person is made. Like our perspective, like our like point of view of like success, it's really different. Like if you're playing, like if you if you start really from a plain ground and some and you get to the to the top of the mountain and someone like living in the middle of the mountain or got to the top, yeah, you're both in the top. That's true. But it's not the same situation, especially if, like if you're living and you've been living in the middle of the mountain for so long. Someone who takes like really long to get there might get really stronger than you just by that experience getting to that same level where you are at your beginning. Yeah, hundred percent. So this it's kind of different. So the struggle getting to the to the top, it's not the same. Yeah very cool and it so, will never be the same so you know like i really uh, i really like your your approach to that and what also seems pretty interesting to me is uh, your pipeline and your approach to growth as an as an yeah. you know personal improvement so uh, we had a brief conversation about this before so can you mm -hmm. share like your model because you've said that you've been operating this way for so many years um yeah. so yeah how do you learn new stuff because you also changed dramatically like from uh being a vehicle artist and like working in hard surface to um uh, pretty much uh portraits and organic um so how did you do this what's your learning process for me like i whenever i want to learn something i always like take a little bit of time time off for, from whatever i'm doing um, it's, it can be like just even life, you know, like the usual things you do. It's not like a pause, like I'm going to bed, but just, yeah, just stopping the things you do every day and maybe like take 10 minutes because I get to a point in life when I know like 10 minutes with yourself can be like really valuable because most of people nowadays, they are really busy. They don't go like, for example, next to the beach and just say, okay, where am I now? And where should I get like tomorrow? Nobody does this nowadays. They're just plans following the trend, following this, following that. Following that. They never sit down with themselves and say, okay, I am probably like, for example, I'm 20 years now. What do I have? What are the things that I'm really good at? And what are like the things that I can improve to get to this point or this point in life or this point, how can I get there? When you do this, like this is probably the first step in your life when change is going to start to happen. And just from this point, if you do this, for example, two times a week or maybe like seven times a week, it starts to become your change. That's the change happening. It's just, it's happening like, slow but it's it's moving that's where your habits you start to know to notice those kind of pattern when you start losing time wasting a lot of energy maybe like you have a lot of people sucking all your energy uh, wasting time doing like probably like bad habits or whatever like 
things that doesn't bring joy to your life, but it's there just to fill the time. And when you stop doing all this, all this stuff, you start to find yourself with plenty of time, focus, and a motive. So you can use it to drive yourself to the, to the next point. If it's like learning a new language, learning a new software, uh, like starting anything in life. You have time in your hand, you have yourself in where you stand. You know, like this is like the ground where, where my feet are. And so, so, and so then like what are for you when you realize what exactly you need to do or when you kind of, you know, like make this mental plan of attack, yeah. um, like why, how would you take action? And as an example, when you decided that, okay, Salim, now I'm not happy with making cars anymore. I want to make humans. What was your process? Dedication. Okay. So I you just like went like and the studied? Next morning, yeah, I will, wake, I will make a program for myself. I will go like into like, how you call it? Like the army program or whatever it's called. Like, you know, like where you go, like and you have to wake up at six in the morning, stop doing routines that you're not used to just to learn something. Like for me, like it was like, okay, I would start like waking up at 8 a.m. And I was like, I had free time. Like I used to, to wake up at like at 10. So it was like kind of like 6.30. I have to wake up at 6.30. Seven, I should be like done with my breakfast and everything, take a walk, go back. Like the walk was mainly to just plan my project and what I'd be doing. Then get back at eight o'clock, I will start my, my learning. I open the software, start just wandering in the software, exploring the buttons, try to, to make sense of the whole thing. Because it was kind of like, it was for me like the beginning. It was a, a whole different word. Like it was different language, different field. I had nothing to do with that. I was like the kid, like coming from like papers and playing on the street. They were like the, the third world playing kids, like whatever, like just like throwing rocks and, you know, like just running everywhere. It was like kind of like the usual back to like kids from the 90s or like. And so, and but then, yeah, but uh, eventually um, from like, doing pretty high-end projects in cars you shifted to doing pretty high-end projects with uh, uh, organic sculpting yeah the thing is it was like how did i get to do like the cars and do them like at a high level i started learning like just the basics and i tried to get like feedback on the basics try to understand them like really get like to understand every step and the reason behind it it wasn't just like, okay, this is how you do to model a wheel. No, why do I do this? Like, why should I take this path and not another path? And then I started exploring. And the, the, the cool thing was that back then there was no internet around the house. Like I didn't have internet at my house. So I had to go like to Cyber Cafe and that's, and I had to pay around like the, the equivalent of like $1 just for a half hour. So, and the, the internet speed was really slow. So I didn't really have a lot of time to spend there. 
because I don't have the money because I, I didn't came from a rich family or something. My, my family is like above poor. We're not poor, but we're not, we're not, we're not even like in the middle class. You know, we're living. That's that was kind of it. So I had to, to manage getting the money to give to the cyber copy guy and stand there on the computer, download the files, download the PDF, take all these files back to home and start reading it and try to make sense of things that has, that is kind of like really different to, to anything that I've experienced in life before. So, and from there, I started making sense of the basics, learning the basics, and I, I kept going like probably like once a month or twice a month to the cyber cafe just to post what I'm doing, learn online what people are posting. Sometimes what I used to do is go to the forum and go to someone who does a project and he's posted like the progress of their project and I download all the, his images and take them with me so I can understand, yeah, he started from this and he made this. And most of these guys, they were like seniors and read vehicle artists back then. So when they start posting, I take all the images, save them and start look, like studying them like religiously, like I had to make sense of all this. And then when I come like the next month posting my work, it was kind of like almost on the same level they did it. And I used to spend, I used to wake up like at six in the morning and probably go to sleep around one in the morning. So I had like around five hours sleep. And then the next day, and I was to wake up really motivated. Like sometimes I just, I wish there was no sleep. I just want to keep doing this. And the thing wow. is I had to do this while my parents are sleeping because if my father like wake up and see me like I'm still on the computer, I would get my ass whooped. <laughs> 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 because I was like, yeah, electricity, how could you like waste all this energy, you're playing, that's all the time. It was like kind of really weird. But then imagine, like, it, then eventually you started making money with this and that's, you know, uh, that's the solution. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, for them, like, I was like, I said, first year in, in, uh, in high school and for them, you cannot make money while you're in first, first year in high school. That's, that's something against all the uh, yeah like, no definitely i understand all the yeah. rules so they, they wouldn't like understand that this is what I'm, I'm good at what i'm doing and i don't even need to study to get to that job that you want me to get just to get paid and they they kind of like didn't let me get the money from the work so i was working for free in 2005 i was like working for free why that how come the thing is the, I wasn't allowed to get money. I, I didn't have my uh, national ID card, so I had no bank account. Uh, I, I was just a child, so I'm not even allowed to work. I had to study. So I'm not sure like you could get the higher. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. So yeah, and the thing is, when they learn that I can make money, and when I said yeah, there are people who want to pay me for what I'm doing, they think that it has something with terrorists. There's like so those people like seeking for those like genius guys uh, just to pick them and then like try to like seduce them with the money so they can take them and use them for something else. I was like, no, this is this has nothing to do with that. And I was like, no, 
you study. And if I see you like using the computer again, I will kick you. <laughs> I will kick you again. Wow. So for me, basically, the big struggle, it wasn't really like learning itself. It was getting to do what I really want. So I was always like getting beat up for what I'm doing right now. Definitely different level of struggle, Salim. Yeah, I was like every day like whooped, like uh, all the kind of like weird thing that's like all kind of punishment so I can just focus on my studies and not do this. Yeah, and it gets to, to like a higher level. The more I start to shift toward this, like to what I'm doing like. And my parents, like, they knew, like, I, I always had, like, really good grades, especially, like, in mathematics and physics and stuff. But they really wanted me, like, to stay there because that, the environment where we live, they praise doctors, they praise, like, engineers, they praise, like, this kind of people. Like, if you have, like, um, like this kind of jobs, if you have one of those jobs, you're a higher being, mm -hmm. like, above all the other because everyone is poor nobody's making money nobody can make money and these people are the one who makes money so salim and i i mean i get that and like you know uh, amazing job on overcoming this i don't know yeah. what eventually took you i see with that you made it so that's amazing <laughs> yeah, so, that's... and 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 then uh, now how do you how do you study now do you still make a self-organized boot camp for yourself when you need that's, to study something new? Yeah, that's what I always do. Like for me, what I do is uh, when I'm really focused and really attract to something, I try to make a living for like a couple of months. Probably like, it could be like, even I can like do like three to four big projects at the beginning. Of the so year, kind of a save two. up. Yeah, and I save for six to seven months of like rent and you know, like whatever can bring. And then I start doing like my, sort of like a boot camp so i wake up really early in the morning and i start studying what i want like the subject i want to study and i start like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and i wake up the next day with the same thing for a really long period of time till i get to the point when i see okay this is something i can export now like like the level where i get now i can export it and talk about it like really without being bothered by any question like i know like this is something that i've almost mastered or maybe like mastered you mean negative feedback process. so minimize negative feedback from like the clients well the thing is i'm really harsh on myself more than any like feedback out there gosh like, of people, course now i can like now yeah. i totally believe you you've been you've, like, you've been living in boot camps for half of your life and the thing like people who are around me like even like artists like who really get to know me like up close they know that I might like throw like feedback on myself that is really harsh and funny. And that's part of my, my personality. Like I always like try to pre present it as a funny thing so I can work on it. It's never a, a huge deal. So the moment you start to treat feedback as a problem, that's the problem itself. A feedback is supposed to help you grow. Mm -hmm. Like when yeah. someone tells you like, for example, like uh, if you don't know how to draw a lip, lips or something, if someone's found out that, that you can draw lips, he already solved one of your problems. So now instead of wondering, 
you know that you have to work on lips. It's it's yeah. this easy. Yeah. And if you take it like now, yeah, I can do this now. Who are you to tell me this and that? You will never grow. And one of those things is that uh, growing in a family, trying to impress your parents who have different like ideas, different background, and they are never happy with whatever like you bring to the table. Uh, it 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 makes this kind of like impression embedded in, in yourself and at some point you know that you're never enough even like when you do like the best of the best of yourself because you're trying to please people who change constantly yeah and even like during the process you're also like changing and growing so if i do like 10 steps today tomorrow i know that i did 10 steps yesterday so i know that i can i could at least do 11 or 12 so mm -hmm. today my next step should be at least 12. i'm sure that sounds very relatable to many like not yeah. being able to be enough yeah and that's not it's not, it, it has never been like just specific to be or like to be it's it's for me like it's in life like i have other passions other things that i do in life i always like try to do like the best but I never live in the best. It, that's that's what people don't mm -hmm. don't realize. Like it's something that you're always working toward to, but you're never there because it, it's it's a whole journey and it never ends. As long as you have this energy and this drive and you're stable like mentally, you're always mm -hmm. like going that way. And like one last topic that I really wanted to touch on, um, it goes about, you know, like you being from uh, uh, Morocco and uh, we've just seen that it's a whole different scenario and it's a whole different starting point than for, you know, many people from uh, like developed countries. And uh, um, also, you know, there is sometimes a negative connotation for artists and for the professionals that come from developing countries like there are that many russians that many chinese that many indians that many moroccans and uh, with the whole overflow of the market sometimes you definitely hear and see that it's um, a lot of uh, quantity but not always quality what do you think about this whole thing well the notion of quality always change you know like for example, what was really quality back in 2008 has nothing to do with quality in 2014 or maybe like 2018 or even like 2020. Like the, the bar is always in a constant, it's been raised constantly. And the thing is like, it's, it's always the drive. It has nothing to do with like even like even like the piece. If you're working on a piece of art, like making a project or something, if your drive is to get a job, once you get there, you're at the station, a terminal station. There is nowhere to go from there. But if your drive is to improve, the train just got you in the station. You might walk, you may take another car, you may take another mean of transportation to get to the, to at least half the way of your destination. So what's happened is that people start developing from the first four to five years, the first five years, 
and then they get like to they stagnate so they cannot raise the bar any higher and that's due to like they've spent a lot of time learning there is a lot of interaction with the the, the outer world and there they may get like negative feedback at their beginning and that's what drives them to grow but once they don't start to get in that feedback they start to think that they've got to the level that is kind of okay good for the industry but the industry itself is moving mm -hmm. so what happens is that when you get the job that's a good thing because that's gonna help you continue doing what you're doing as as doing it while you're living your life so what but you're saying is you, like always set the bar higher yeah that's 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 basically it but when you set the hardware never make it just to get a job okay for me like if you want to really get any job you want is that you have to know the job you want what does it take and look for excellence above that job so somewhere in the way getting there you will find yourself that you are at the level that will help you get to the job but your journey isn't finished so you get the job and you still have a higher goal so you can use the job to get to your higher goal so for example if you are you're broke and getting the job will help you financially and your goal is still above you getting just a job you would use all the finance from the job to get to that higher level and that itself will allow you to get a better job than than the one you you've set initially and that's how you keep growing and growing and growing like wow that's a that's a great insight i absolutely love the way you're going about this because this is so true that the industry keeps evolving and uh, there's just no way you stay where you are because if you stay you will start moving backward well that's that's the thing like if if the train is moving and you stop moving with the train at some point the train will get away and you'll be staying in your place but the thing is if you use the train for example, it's a really long train and you stop at the back of the train, the train is moving and you're also moving on the train, your speed is faster than the train. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. That's how you outgrow almost everyone at some point. And if you find the access to another train, like in front of the train, you will still keep going forward. That is so, so cool. Yeah. Never set your goals like same as the industry because the industry is moving and the industry at some point might even switch or flip or change direction. Mm -hmm. So for example, people used to sculpt faces. They cannot keep doing just that. Like for example, I used to do a lot of likenesses. Like a lot of my clients contact me for likenesses. I never post likenesses online. They saw something, they contacted me, they asked me, I provide likenesses, they keep doing it, they contact other clients, they talk about it, other clients come to me asking for likenesses and so on. But only that in the future might change. So if you're a leading artist on just doing likenesses, for me, I would suggest like instead of just settling with that, maybe you should learn something 
more advanced than just doing lightness. For example, I'm just giving mm -hmm. an example. So this will allow you to be a leading uh, artist when the, there is no more need for just lightness. So everyone will know that you've mastered that. So you can do it. You understand it. You are probably like the best guy doing that. And you have another like advanced uh, knowledge that can even help the the whole industry to change or like take another road instead of like spending like months doing like just one phase and like wonder if it's correct or not. So you can save them all that time and spend like 90% of the time perfecting what you're really doing instead of like spending like 90% of the time just trying to create something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. I think that's a great tip. I think that's a great tip, like always looking forward. Because what I see, like, I get a lot of like juniors, like even like senior artists, and they contact me like, how do you do this? Like, how do you always like get, for example, how do you get to work with these specific companies where you don't even post a lot and like don't have a lot of uh, interaction with people? And the thing is, they don't understand that my work has more interaction with people than I do. And to do that is that what I do, like instead of like trying to make something that looks like something that a company does, I try to take probably like one of their best work and try to do something really as good, if not better than that. That's, that's what I aim at least. So when I do that and I learn that, I'm pretty sure that that work if it, it gets to the right people or like gets seen by the right people, they will understand like how much effort I put to get there. They will understand my level of understanding of the subject mm -hmm. and how I do it. So it's easy this way for them to contact me than me sending my, for example, my application yep. with probably like thousands of applications and it might be like seen, maybe not. Maybe like the first 10 ones, they have someone who filled the profile or something. Yeah. That's it. And people like always like aim really just above their nose and they expect for everyone to say, yeah, I will come abroad. Yeah, definitely. It might sound really harsh, but from where, I'm, from where I live and how I've become what I've become, that's how, how I always like work. Mm -hmm. I always try to do like, better than anyone else so i can stand out mm -hmm. and even if i don't really stand out i'm pretty sure that people who does almost the same effort they will notice me on the road amazing that's amazing i think that's uh, you know that's been a whole bunch of uh, uh, really really cool insights and uh, i absolutely love the story and uh, you know like your approach to things just as we're actually running out of time i've got one last thing to do so uh, um, there, is a, there is a traditional Q&A that we always run by the end of the podcast. So there are just like 10 questions. I'm going to okay. run them quickly through you. So one word, two, three words tops, um, okay. kind of, you know, like short sentence, and then I let you be. So okay. uh, ready? <laughs> Shall we start? Okay, sure. Okay. What's your favorite place in the world? Uh, for now, it's Tangier. North Africa, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, well, you're really working. Well, you're working. What you're listening to? Uh, 
it can be like really variant, but most of the time it's old school rap. What's your favorite way to get inspiration? Uh, there is a lot of ways, but most of them is watching documentaries. Wow, that's kind of yeah. unusual. Okay. Yeah. What's your big life goal? Uh, it might sound like really cheesy, but I really want to become, uh, have a legacy. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite drink? Uh, could be tea. <laughs> what is it? Moroccan Moroccan tea. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know why. I know why. There's never enough sugar. <laughs> never enough sugar. Definitely. <laughs> has to be thick from sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All well, right. I, I do a lot of sport and I'm on diet. Like now that I said uh, I have some Moroccan tea, I feel like I really need one. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's, your, what's the first thing that you do in the morning after you wake up? Uh, I give time to myself. I never check online. I never do this. Uh, I wake up, I take like 10 minutes just to say what I, I want to do today. And like list probably two to three things that I should be done by the morning. And that's it. Okay. The, awesome. the rest is just avoiding problems and stay healthy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, if you didn't become a digital artist, what would you be? Uh, probably... Uh, a programmer. Okay. I thought you were going yeah. to say a doctor, a lawyer or something. No, not really. Well, that's, well, that's what my parents wanted me to do. So even yeah. if I, if I had like a small feeling back then that I want to become a doctor, I've killed it. Right. <laughs> Got it. Um, what's your favorite movie? Let's say. Uh, my favorite movie. Uh, I have two. Mm -hmm. It's How to Train Your Dragon and Mr. and in The Incredibles. Okay. The first movie. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, who are some of your legends? Uh, it's kind of weird, but I would say my, my father. Right. Uh, what are some of the things, top things on your bucket list? Uh, things to do. Yeah. So something that you want to do, like, you know. Ideas, okay. like, yeah, top things and, I don't know, okay. just like bucket list items. Uh, that's weird. I really want a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this finally sounds cheesy. The previous one was not cheesy. Now we finally got yeah. to the cheesy moment. I was waiting yeah. for it. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, you know, like when you say someone like, this is, it sounds for me like... Uh, I'm giving you like three wishes and I may make them like happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want a Ferrari, I want to like... Uh, no, that's, no, the thing is, um, I really want to stay healthy in the long run, like uh, be able to enjoy my health uh -huh. from like the, the end my like my life stage and work on my legacy and help people grow. Mm -hmm. This is those amazing. Are those are amazing. Mm -hmm. Those are amazing wishes. I mean, that's yeah. definitely, definitely not your typical bucket list uh, items. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, the not thing that's, yeah. Well, then when you said bucket list, I was like, yeah, okay, let's just do this <laughs> little kid's uh, dream. Yeah. But to be honest, like I really want to grow 
and left a legacy of someone who was kind of like special, but especially in a way of helping really others to grow and be able to push themselves mm-hmm. harder than what their environment tried to push on them. So yeah. I really, I really want to help people get out of their comfort zone and also not feel like suppressed and or like feel like they can do anything about them their lives because for me like when you really live in a environment that is really hostile mm-hmm. it pushes you to do certain things and you feel like it really pushes you but for me if you really grow and be a little bit like nature and understand what life is all about you will understand how to get yourself out of all this like uh, pressure that you have to look certain way, you have to do this certain way, you have to be this kind of person or that kind of person. You're really free and you have that freedom. And to get it, you have to work for it. There is a price that you have to pay at the beginning. And it, the more you work on it, the less that price becomes, like the smaller it gets. Definitely, yeah. Because you get to, to throw all that bad, bad uh, luggage that you've been stopped with at the mm-hmm. younger age. And then you, you become really a free person doing whatever you like, the way you like. And this is in, in terms in respecting all people living around you and mm-hmm. uh, being a, a good human being, mm-hmm. not just, uh, I don't know, like just live for yourself. I'm not meaning like as a selfish way, yeah. but it's, it's a way to to live in peace and make all people like around you enjoy the life while you're in it, not in your absence. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Salim, thanks so much. A lot of like deep thoughts and a lot of cool insights. So um, yeah, like now just um, since we're already finishing, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure really, really and uh, you know, all oh, the best with your wishes. I really want to you. see <laughs> your bucket list come true and a red Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> well, the red Ferrari was a joke, but yeah. Oh, come well, on. Why not? Oh, come yeah. on, oh, why not? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> all right. It was a... It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In every joke, there is only part of a joke. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, Salim. Have a great day then. Ciao. And you thank too. You Thanks. Bye. Quite an amazing story, right? If you guys like this episode, please leave us a review on any platform of your choice. Any review definitely helps us a lot and makes this podcast more discoverable by other digital artists like yourself. Again, if you would like to ask anything, just drop us a comment or a question if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. On the other note, as of today, registration to the waitlist of the Stylized Character Program by Art Heroes Academy is open on artheroes.co and we'd love to see you in the next intake. So go to artheroes.co and add your name to the waitlist to be invited to join the next intake of Stylist Character Program. Thanks so much again for being here and we'll see you exactly in a week. That was Maria JD. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Mm-hmm.